0: Welcome back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. A a City View is a City of Quincy podcast with the mayor himself, Mayor Thomas P. Koch. Uh, Mayor, it's good to be back in your office again doing this. It's been quite some time since we've been here.
1: Well, it's been some time since we've done a podcast, but it's not like... It's been some time since we've been here, Mark. I mean, you're right. working every day here. I don't want people to think we're on vacation somewhere for the last couple of months, but it has been a while. And as, been a while. And, and as
0: everyone has seen, we've, we've been doing videos. I mean, if you're on social media, if you're watching QA TV or anything else, you've seen your daily or at least a couple of week uh, videos for the most part. We were doing them daily through the midst of COVID. Right. And uh, now
1: we're doing them once, twice, three times a week. You know, it's, I know that people get their, their information in different ways today, and it's not like the old days of the print media. So we're trying to use all these platforms to get the message out, get the information out. So, but I always say if anybody has any information or they're looking for certain information, want to share anything with us, always reach out to the office directly 617-376-1990 or email us quincyma.gov
0: Yes, of course. Yes. So do that. Go to uh, visit quincyma.gov, You find out all the information you could possibly need. And uh, we're here for you 24 seven. That's what the mayor tells us to do. Answer
1: all calls like they were one of our own family members, correct? Absolutely. And by the way, we just came off of Veterans Day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had quite a day, actually, at the World War II Memorial. Prior to the actual festivities offered by the city, we went to visit a World War II veteran at his house in Quincy who happened to turn 100 years old on Veterans Day, Dean Schaefer. He couldn't be with us. He was recovering from pneumonia, so he couldn't be with us at the World War II monument. But he sent a beautiful letter, and we went down to see him and gave him a proclamation. He is as sharp, as a tech. So, again, belated happy birthday to Dean. And uh, his wife is... Uh, ninety nine and she's a sharpest attack. You know? Wow. That would be my luck. I'd live to him a hundred and my <laughs> wife would too. <laughs> <laughs> well that is great. That is great. He's a I, Marine by the way. Very proud US Marine.
0: That was an amazing I mean, you know, it was really great to see that many people when when nothing's happening, there are no events. And everybody was really socially distanced and wearing a mask and, and for the most part, I mean that Veterans Day celebration it was a nice uh, it was a nice memorial. Uh, event. It was.
1: As as folks know we had to cancel the parade but uh, you know we weren't going to cancel the the whole event. So and the difference is as people I think know, Veterans Day is about those that have served or are serving whereas Memorial Day we we remember our loved ones who had served uh, some who died in action. So there was a difference between the two days but many of the veterans were there and uh it was nice to see them it really was. We can never say thank you enough to our veterans. We are the city of veterans for sure. We are a very
0: patriotic and very uh, veteran oriented city and that's great to see. So and that's been that was said many times from the podium as a matter of fact. So mm-hmm. it has been a truth. Yeah, yep. really is. So let's speaking of socially distancing and and <laughs> not that we don't want to Imagine going a whole show without talking about COVID. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about it a little bit. But The governor came today and reiterated, reiterated some of his new mandates. 14-day uh, waiting period, of course, uh, unless you get a COVID test right when you get here, unless you're from uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, or Hawaii. But let's just talk about some of that and the new metrics as, as opposed to we put out graphics every single day on social media, right. but for the most part, the metrics
1: have changed. So we're in the green in this right. color-coded map piece, right? It, I think the you know again, all this is new. People said, "Well, how come they changed it? Is it to make it easier to, to to meet the bar?" And and the reality is, this is all brand new to government, to the world, and how we deal with these things, and we learn as we go. And you know, I, I think one of the key changes in the metrics was we're now looking at the positivity rate. Before, we were looking at purely numbers. So before, if you hit eight or more of a city of 100,000, you you're in the red, the worst zone. Eight people out of 100,000. And, you know, there's other there's other communities that have far exceeded that. It's the positivity rate, the combination of the two, the active cases, the new cases, and the positivity rate. Our positivity rate is is like one and three quarters, so it's the less than two. yeah. Because the amount of cases, um, it doesn't mean anything— in a vacuum, I mean, the reality is a lot more people are getting tested. So what's the positivity rate of those that many people getting tested? And we're in a good place for that, between one and two that's percent. That's the wheelhouse. So we're still in that range. Um, some cities are far worse off than us as uh, some other towns. Um, and we're seeing around the country, the Midwest is getting croaked right now. They're, they're experiencing some of what we had experienced in the spring that they never saw. And, you know, all the experts were suggesting it was going to be a Return of this, a, a spike, or and, and we're living it, and um, and I know that the governor take. We exchanged some texts yesterday. I know he takes a bit of a beating because there's no pleasing everybody right now. Everyone has a different opinion on right, this, right? Right. Uh, but what we do know, and we learned the hard way in the spring was who really gets affected by this. The younger people are getting it now, but ninety nine point nine percent of them recover. Whereas in the spring, we saw the elderly, those that were, had you know had health, underlying health conditions that were compromised condi- health conditions, uh, immune systems, and so forth. They were the ones really getting very sick, and, and we lost many people in that regard, nursing homes and hospital settings. So now we know, uh, to a large degree, what we need to do to avoid it and to keep our seniors and those folks that have health challenges safe. And as as I said, I'm dealing with it on the school side too. It's it's hard to please everybody because everyone has an opinion on this. Mm. There's some people think that this is this is all made up, that this isn't real. There's there's folks that think we should just be going away our um, daily life and. You know the herd immunity concept. There are those folks that think we should be completely shut down and locked down, They're, and everything in between. So opinions like noses. Everybody has one, and I get it. So I didn't so, hear. So, so, I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that analogy. So I heard it <laughs> something else, but whatever. But keep going. Well, that's that's <laughs> the difference between you and I, Mark. So. That's right. That's why you're the mayor and I'm not. <laughs> so you know, the, many of my friends have said, "You got to talk to the governor. He's, he's overdoing it." Um, you know, we we need to have one leader in the state. At time of crisis. I'm not going to second guess him. I certainly offer my opinions to him, to the lieutenant governor when asked, and sometimes when not asked, but I keep those private. You know, we, we're all obviously want to get this behind us. Uh, there's great hope now with two vaccines out there now that are proving to be uh, very, very good, finally. And- yeah, 95. I heard from a doctor
0: yesterday, 95% accurate for both of them from the Moderna and the Pfizer. Uh, vaccine. The flu is only forty percent accurate. Interesting. Last year it was less. It was like 28 percent or something. So ninety five percent accuracy rate is amazing. So that's a really good news.
1: What's interesting is talking to somebody. The the Pfizer one. They have to maintain those vaccines at a very low low temperature. So getting those around the world is going to be more challenging than the Moderna one, which uh, is is a temperature that's it's uh, like thirty two degrees rather than some ridiculous number below zero on the other one. It's, it's interesting on the science part of these things. And and uh, though I know that there's folks out there that would never give Donald Trump credit for anything, I think one of the great things he did was pouring a lot of federal, billions of federal dollars into the pharmaceuticals to get a vaccine going. Now, Pfizer's didn't take any of that money, but Moderna did. And actually, by... Some of the the way the, the the president the administration loosened up the FDA rules that helped Pfizer get where they are anyway. So this president gets blamed for a lot of things, but he certainly does deserve some credit for putting the kind of resources he did to finding a vaccine for this crisis. So so having said that, you know it, it looks like we're in for a little bit of a haul still, but now there's this great hope and and how that vaccine will be multiplied and distributed and, and how quickly will be really the the, the telling story of the next couple of weeks.
0: And it's great just to harken on what something you just mentioned. It's great that you have that relationship with the lieutenant governor and with the governor that you can have that kind of conversation with privately or at least talking to you about things on what's happening in, as far as what's happening in Quincy. And that's great that you have that relationship. I with. did
1: text him. He had a birthday recently. I texted him happy birthday. And I said in there, please take me off the short list. I know you're probably considering me if Liz Warren heads to." DC under Biden for that Senate seat? I don't want to be considered. Which, by the way, that's a, that does open up a Senate seat. So going like to uh, be the last one considered. <laughs> but beyond too that. too short to be in that in the Senate. I think you have to be a minimum of 6'3 or something.
0: Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Let's just switch, if we can, Mayor, uh, to the schools a little bit. So that's been, I know, a bone of contention. A lot of kids are struggling. Kids are struggling to just deal with. I mean, everybody's sort of in this mode where it's really just difficult to just you know, we're, we're experiencing something that we've never experienced before. And, uh, you know, with 2,200, over 2,200 cases here in the city of Quincy, we've had 138 deaths and our our thoughts and prayers go out to all of the families of all those folks, of course, but in the schools, it's been difficult, but also it's been successful in some ways. So I know we're, we're doing a few things.
1: They want to talk a little bit about the schools and where we're at. Yeah. Again, there's there's varying opinions on that. There's there's a, you know, certainly a very loud and respectful way advocates for full in-person there's folks and parents are saying, uh, I'm not putting my kid back till I know it's completely safe. I'm going to do remote. And then we get the hybrid uh, program in between a combination thereof. So it's it's remarkable how flexible and um, hardworking and dedicated the school staff has been. Uh, from the superintendent to the Deputy superintendent to the superintendent's leadership team, the principals, assistant principals are working with ta- teachers and staff and nurses. I mean, on and on it goes. You know, and and we have the uh, the high, high-need high kids that have been in right along in person. That's worked out very well. Now, we've had some issues here and there, but none of those have been traced to the school. They've been traced to outside sources, and then people come to the school and other people get exposed, and then you have to deal with it. So, we, you know, we're in the hybrid mode. Um, we've had some bumps along the way, which we did expect. Um, you know, I was hoping that uh, after Christmas vacation, perhaps we could get back to fully in person, but I'm not so sure that's going to be the case as we've seen the numbers going up. A- again, back to my original thoughts, it's it's pretty basic stuff to wear the mask, continue to wash the hands, the social distancing, uh, certainly stay away from folks who will be susceptible health-wise. You know, I, I've I've known people over the last couple of months, uh, very close to me, that, that had gotten the COVID. And some were tested positive, had no symptoms, and others were, were pretty beat up by it. So it, it does affect everybody a little differently, but it's been made pretty clear with all the evidence out there that those that have problems underlying health conditions, it it, it could be fatal to them. So we got to be mindful of that. I know it's easy. If, if nobody's been touched by it, it's easy to say, hey, uh, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and et cetera, et cetera. But we've got to be mindful of others putting others first. Having said that, I don't want to see the economy locked down. I don't want to see it shut down. I think that uh, that's a problem economically. I also see, and I've said this before, I don't know if I've said on the podcast, but I've said it at school community meetings, that we don't know the cost of remote learning and all those things. First of all, I don't think there is effective educationally. I don't care what anybody says, but it's the best we have right now as an alternative. But how about those kids that have some mental illness challenges, some depression issues, social yeah. disorders that maybe come from a difficult home where there's abuse? I mean, you add up all that other side of things, and I, th- I think it's going to be pretty devastating on the look back on this time period throughout the country. Suicide rates, depression rates, addiction issues all climbing uh, through this, through this yeah. very difficult time for people. So obviously the goal is to get back in person when everyone feels it's safe, you know
0: yeah and and that's that's a great point that you brought up, Mayor. People are having a hard time. I mean, they're really suffering and struggling. I mean Thanksgiving this year is going to look a lot different than it has other years. People are just not doing. It. I know my family, we all get together, and we're not doing that this year, just i mean're they're, yeah. they're just not getting together at my brother's house because and my brother brother's staying in d c because they can't come up unless right. they quarantine or take the tests and all that stuff. So it's you're gonna it, have
1: some chicken soup. Is that what you're gonna have? I'm gonna Mike? have chicken soup. <laughs> That's right.
0: My daughter is a nurse and she's working. Of course, she's a young nurse, so she's at BMC and she's uh, she's she said it's growing in the hospital. It's starting to grow a little bit more, but yeah. at the same time, for the most part, um, people are having are struggling a little bit. And I know I appreciate you giving us the update on the schools. This too shall pass, but it is having an effect, especially on our business community. I know that we did. The city of Quincy did a lot to help to take care of our own. Uh, just let's talk a little bit about it as we look back in the spring into where we are now. And I know a lot of businesses are closing for, forever. Not a, not a lot, but some are. And right, it's just right. we're, we're in a funky position as far as that goes.
1: We are in a funky position. And, and early on, we made the decision to use some of that federal money to help the hospitality workers, the cooks, the waitresses, um, you know, get, through, get over the hump with, with some direct help for paying rent. We also had a program for businesses that small business owners and you know, that maybe had trouble paying rent or paying their mortgage for a couple of months. We were able to help with that. I, I think it's important to remind people that this is an illness, a major illness, pandemic that's hitting. And so it's having an effect on the economy. Unlike in 08, 09, when the economy had a sickness in the economy, you know, who knew how we were going to come out of that? Most economists feel that as we get the vaccines out there and we we get back to work, so to speak, the economy should bounce right back. Now, there'll be different ways of doing things. I think people are getting used to working remotely out of their home. And maybe some companies will have the person come in twice a week and be at home three times, a week, whatever that case may be. So I think the world has changed permanently for that. And how quickly will the hotel does business bounce back, where Zoom is popular, maybe there's not as many business travelers. Um, that will all shake out. But overall, the economy was was thriving, thriving big time until the pandemic hit. So I think it's important to keep that in mind. Um, you know, we did see uh, Bob White announce, Grumpy Whites, that they were going to yeah. close. He's been in the business 40 years. He's probably tired. It's as much probably as that, as it is could be the pandemic, is that as well. Um, mm. So we're hopeful that, uh, you know, somebody else will pick up the baton there and the restaurant world, because that was a popular spot for for a long time. We got a lot of great, as you know, a lot of great spots to eat and dine in Quincy. Yeah, and yeah, this is having a direct effect on them. It's having a direct effect on a lot of businesses. And uh, it's funny. I talked a little bit about today with my department heads because we're looking to you know crunch it a little bit, the numbers, and try to save some money. But we as a city are our own economic engine. You know, we have, we have uh, almost four thousand employees, full and part time, seasonal. Um, And we put a lot of work on the street, building projects, whether it's schools, whether it's pipes or roads, you know, and we never stopped doing any of that because I didn't want to have that negative effect on the economy and add to the problem, right? So yeah, there's the national economy, but we all contribute to the national economy, you know? So I think it's important to keep that in mind as we continue to move forward. And I go to the city council on projects and it's uh, We shouldn't be slowing down on those things because those are long-term projects and it's never been cheaper to borrow money than it is right now. So I'd almost be derelict in my duties as mayor if I weren't pursuing some of these long-term uh, programs during this. Um, so, in fact, this summer we got better pricing on roads, on sewer work and pipe work because a lot of communities just hit the pause button. And uh, and I think everybody got a little nervous and maybe some cases maybe panicked a little bit. But we, we always kept our cool. We had a great team. We kept moving forward. We stayed in touch with all our colleagues at all levels of government, as we talked about with the governor and lieutenant governor and Congressman Lynch and Senator Markey. And, and you know, all along the way, we were constantly in touch and making decisions we felt were best for the residents and the economy of Quincy. So we're going to continue to do that regarding just dis- whatever happens in the next few months. We're going to continue to make good decisions. In that sense, there are some silver linings. That are, that are
0: coming on. And this, too, shall pass. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, that's uh, let's just move on from COVID. I'm sure you're happy to move on from COVID, if we can all move uh, on oh from boy. COVID. Uh, uh, speaking of which, you know, as, as we're coming up, the holidays are coming up, and something that's, I know, near and dear to your heart and has been, it's mine, too, and, you know, many of us, that, that, that we're not able to do the same kind of Christmas uh, celebrations that we have done for over 60, 70 years,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, that's... That is one of the casualties of this pandemic. I mean, we, you know, Memorial Day, when I look back, we had to cancel. We had a little program at the cemetery. Flag Day, we had to cancel. Um, And Veterans Day Parade, we had to cancel. You can't have a parade and socially distance. You just can't. Uh, So the Christmas weekend events, well, even prior to that, the Thanksgiving game at the stadium had to be canceled. So it was always the Thanksgiving game, the Friday night turning on the lights, the Santa jump on Saturday, and then the parade on Sunday – Bringing in the season, so the good thing is, and the good part is, it's still going to be a great Christmas holiday spirit in the city because we're doing all the lighting as we normally do. We get incredible comments about the lighting display we have in the city. A lot of people talk about when they were kids; that's what it looked like when they're in Quincy or Boston or other places. But many people don't do that as much anymore, and I, and I think more than ever right now, people need that. You know, so uh, we'll be all the lights are going up as we speak. The menorah will be going up. The nativity scene will be going up. I Look out the window here. You can see the soldier and the snowman and Santa next to, uh, we got a couple of beautiful Christmas trees, one from a family in Squanum and one from a family in Whitwell Street that had donated some beautiful spruces. So it's coming together nicely, and the lights will be on for the season. So... We're trying to, um, um, you said the silver lining. Trying to find the silver lining in some of this.
0: Well, I think uh, you know. I think coming down to the Hancock Adams comment at some point throughout the next couple of the next month, month and a half or so is going to be you know a silver lining, if you will. People are already putting up their trees and their decorations now because they yeah, just want to get need into something the spirit. To look forward to, yes. Of course. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we absolutely. can't. We can't do it uh, as a as a large group together. We can do it uh, as, as citizens just to enjoy the holiday season. You know, and uh, and. Uh, that's great that you're putting up all the lights right now and all the, and everything else that goes it. Yeah, way. and
1: we have a lot of great departments that work hard on that, so we appreciate them. It's a lot to it. I mean, you, you think of Hancock Adams Common, but it's throughout Quincy Center, yeah. Wollaston, oh, yeah. North Quincy. There are neighborhoods that do some lighting. I mean, we do it for them, but yeah. uh, they do ceremonies and so forth. So it's uh, it's a big effort, but it's a worthwhile one.
0: It is. So, Mayor, unless you have anything else you want to chat about, uh, we, we, could, we, we can always talk about the future prospects of what's happening in the city on another show, but... I, it's been a while since we've been back on, so I thought we should at least touch on COVID. We know that the, the color-coded map comes out every single Thursday, so wait for that. That's when you find out where the positivity rate is. That's when you find out what, let, what, what color we're at. We're in green right now, but it could be yellow.
1: It could let, be, me just, let me just add on the political note I mentioned, kiddingly, how I mentioned to the governor. If Elizabeth Biden should join the Biden administration, which Elizabeth, Elizabeth Biden? What's her name? Warren. Oh, that's right, too. Elizabeth Senator Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Joined, well, they, they're very much the same. Uh, Elizabeth Warren joins the Biden administration, opens up the Senate seat, the governor appoints short term until there's a special. So I would recommend former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Joseph Dunford, who's respected on both sides of the aisle, to fill that spot. Should that occur? I don't think it's going to occur, but should that occur? He'd shoot me for saying that, but uh, <laughs> he's probably a pretty good aim. <laughs> oh, you never know who's listening, right? No, you don't. No, you don't.
0: <laughs> he's really something else, and he's from here, and that's, that's actually another positive thing that's happening in May. I mean, uh, the General's Bridge is looking fantastic today. Yeah, drove we'll by do, next,
1: next few weeks, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. Let's yep. do
0: that. Sounds good. So, Mayor, uh, once again, thank you very much. It's good to be back on the podcast again, and uh,
1: thanks, folks, for tuning in.
0: Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.